0: Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. It's it's the warmest. It is the most glorious time for me to talk to you face to face, spend a bit of time. I needed you to hear about what Ethibedi is doing, and just how God puts multiplication power in our lives. And I'm I'm focusing on that God. Last week I said to you that God does not look at what you do not have. He takes what you've already got and He multiplies it. All you need is the blessing of the Lord on your life. You see, in this life, to me, one thing counts, is that what I'm doing, God is blessing. And it's part of His plan for my life, and it's part of His vision for my life. And so it should be with every life, that there's just something that we can contribute. And sometimes we don't realize, maybe, you know, like, uh, um, it's, it's more than just tithing and offering. It could be going and just giving some fresh legs and feet at Etembeni or going and, and, uh, just getting involved somewhere, somehow with what's going on in church life whatever you can do, or go to a home cell, join up, phone the local district pastors. And if you are overseas, then I bless you especially. And I hope that you're able to do exactly the same, namely to parachute uh, home cells uh, in every country that is listening in and from wherever they are. I'm not going to give the list. And so let us say we just you know what Paul the Apostle said? He said, it's needless for me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, by whom I've been crucified to the world and the world to me. So there's no boasting in this. We just greet you. We just say we bless you. And uh, we say that one of the most amazing characters of the Bible, clearly one of the most and agreed by just about everybody that I know of and have heard of as definitely one of the two witnesses of the book of Revelation, chapter number 11, is the prophet Elijah. Most of the scholars these days, I think so too. Uh, the second man is Moses, the law and the prophets. And uh, uh, there's this whole mystery around the death of Moses. And you read about that, especially in Dead Sea Scroll uh, um, writings and things what happened there in the cloud of glory that appeared and covered him and how he disappeared into that cloud. Nobody knows if he was actually buried, but he does reappear in uh, the situation with the Mount of Transfiguration with the Lord Jesus Christ, Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets. And uh, they expect those two to appear. I am Moses, I taught you the law, here is the Messiah. And uh, I spoke of one uh, that's coming after me uh, who will be a, a person to whom all must listen. If they do not listen to him and believe in him, then they'll be cut off. And so um, Moses, the one, can do that. He can bring out the law from that secret place of the ark where the ark is kept. Uh, what an incredible situation that is. And uh, also Elijah, who is... Uh, well, everybody expects him to come. Now, to, to some people, it's almost like a romantic thing. I have few characters apart from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. is preached about so much as the prophet Elijah. So I'm not going to take you to the whole story about the uh, transference of the anointing from Elijah to Elisha. I'm going to cut short the story and pick up with 2 Kings chapter number 2, verse number 9. They'd now gone through the various places, and uh, each one being symbolic of something else, uh, up to as far as Beit El, and I was told. When I thought about Beit El or Bethel, as they would say, uh, and I thought to myself, you know, I stood on the very spot where Jacob saw the ladder uh, coming down from heaven. In the Hebrew, it describes a stairway to heaven. And um it made me think, the stairway to heaven made me think of the genetic code. God is our genetic code. God is the one who gives life to all flesh. And so I was very blessed about that. But this man, Elijah, was not around to be played with. And he obeyed God. Now, he had specific characteristics we could get down to it. And, of course, he has someone which God tells him, go. And uh, uh, the, uh, anoint Elisha, the son of Abel Mechola. Go and anoint him as prophet in your place. Well, Elijah made, uh, you could say, a barbecue or a braai, as we say in Africa, uh, out of the wood of the oxen. And they had a big party and he said goodbye to them and he followed Elijah. And these two became very involved, lived in a cave on Mount Carmel, and uh, in Israel, close to the sea, and you walk out and then you look out over the sea. What do you see? A hand is a cloud. And of course, you see a hand is a cloud coming in. And then he says, run because the rain's going. That's after the drought that struck the nation up there in the north of Israel. And so it was when they crossed over. That's crossed over the Jordan River. Final destination. You have to leave everything that even the promised land has to offer, like, for example, gold, silver, whatever you have. All those things that you think, I'm living in my promised land, I've got this, that, the other, and another. And some people would boast and say, I've got this car, I've got this house, I've got this property, I've got this. Some people, sadly, very, very sadly, has not got through very much. And we're feeding them in a hundred miles an hour, in fact, more than a hundred miles an hour. We're feeding them in the multitudes, and we try to do that with utmost I have the fear of the Lord in absolute impeccable integrity always and forever until the Lord takes us home. And uh, so, you know, there's, uh, this, this man had, had crossed over with Elisha, uh, Elisha and, and Elijah crossed over the Jordan of Jordan is, means descending to death. What death? The death of the Dead Sea or the Salt Sea called the Dead Sea also, and the Salt Sea, mostly called the Dead Sea these days. Uh, also in the Bible time, I think the first time I can think in uh, just scanning through the Bible, it's it's referred to as the Salt Sea. And so it was that they crossed over this river. Because it descends, they call it the river of death. It symbolizes death. They crossed over... And they went into the wilderness there, which is outside of the territory of Israel. And Elijah said to Elisha, ask, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? Now they, the sons of the prophets knew about it, but now he says, what can I do for you? And he says something which is very, very important. He walks, he's faithful, he's enduring, he's humble, and he is very desperately but I just love, the word loyalty, I just to me it means everything. I want to be loyal to God, I want to be loyal to my wife, I want to be loyal to everybody that, that, that I know that I just want to have the characteristic of loyalty and love and faith. Faith works through love and there's got to be loyalty. So a very loyal man and he says, now please, he doesn't say let, but he uses the word please first. Let a double portion, let a double portion of your spirit, uh, be upon me. That is shenaim pi ruach, and that means um, that means uh, like whatever you've got, I want twice as much. The word there that means the, it's it's the number shetai, uh, which is number two two times as much of the Holy Spirit be upon you. So it turned out that in his life, in his cause, God now multiplies because of the blessing that he catches the mantle of Elijah. Because of that blessing, God begins to multiply him too. In this way, that he did double the amount of miracles that are recorded concerning the prophet Elijah. Just when the blessing hits you, You come and you find that now, whatsoever you do, it begins to multiply. And you know what? It's it's like this fascinating character, Elijah, and then there's this character called Elisha and how that God would take them and God would multiply into the life. Now we begin to read of the stories of Elisha and what he did and I gave some of that last week. But I want to move on to this whole story of multiplication. Because, you see, uh, we all know that he caught the mantle of Elijah. He rolled it up and he went down to uh, the Jordan River and he struck the water. And immediately the water just went this way and that. And it opened dry and just got out of the way. So he walked one time wet Next moment, not a particle, not an atom of what it says. He walked through on dry ground, just walked through the Jordan River. The river stopped there, the river stopped that side, and uh, there he is. He walks out the other side, the people that that were watching him said, the sons of the prophet said, the Spirit of God. Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh HaElohim, Rests upon him and he is now becoming a type where Elijah was the forerunner to the Messiah he becomes the forerunner uh, to uh, Christ in the sense that he is a man of quite a different nature uh, and he is known for his graciousness or grace and where he goes, and I have an interesting book, maybe I should just do it, read all the men of the Bible. And uh, this one from Lockyer, it says, all the men men of the Bible. And it says these words. It says, Elijah was a prophet of the wilderness. Elisha was a prince of the court. Elijah had no settled home. Elisha enjoyed the peace of a home. Elijah was known for his big long hair and shaggy mantle. Elisha by his staff and his bald head. Elijah was mainly prophetical. Elisha's work was mainly miraculous. Elijah's ministry was of stern denunciation. Elisha's task was that of teaching and, and of course, winning all his battles in life. Uh, Elijah was a rebuker of kings. Elisha was a friend and an admirer. Elisha was a messenger of the vengeance of God, and Elisha was a messenger of mercy, grace and mercy. And then, of course, we also know that Elijah represents exclusiveness. Elisha stood for comprehension when you talk about uh, that situation, when you are a person that is a, a person of compassion. Christ was a compassion, can I say, a compassionist. And then Elijah was fierce, Fiery and energetic, Elisha was gentle, uh, sympathetic and simple. Elijah was a solitary figure, Elisha was more social. Elijah had an extraordinary disappearance from the earth. Elijah's death was ordinary but connected to what was supernatural directly after they wanted to bury him. And uh, there was raiding bands coming into the Midianites, and uh, the people were busy with the funeral of Elisha, of another man, and they just threw him in the cave where the bones of Elisha was. When he touched the bones of Elijah, Elisha, after his death, the man jumped up and he was standing on his feet. Even though he was dead, he was touched and instantly raised from the dead just by touching the bones. Shows you how the anointing lingers. Man, I'm getting into a flow, and I want to say to you, you need to hear, just listen to what I'm saying. I never see Sunday morning as the only part of the message. I always see Sunday night as the completion of the package. It's this part A and part B so that you do get proper bread for this week. So let's make it a habit. Really do your best. Sunday belongs to the Lord. It's the day of the Lord. Do your best to listen to both services. Now we go on to Jesus. Now, as I said, with Elisha was more like grace and mercy and uh, this uh, walking with the staff in his hand. Now we get to the real shepherd with also the shepherd staff of King David, I would say now. Uh, and it says uh, uh, Jesus um, did something. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability, his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he would receive the five talents, went and he traded with them, and he made another five talents. Likewise, he would receive, gain two, two more also. But he would receive one, went dug into the ground, and hid his Lord's money. Okay, and um, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled the accounts with them. So he had received the five talents, came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. Then his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Now, uh, enter into the joy of your Lord. Matthew 25 I'm reading from. Uh, And um, then, of course, also, uh, he who received the two talents, uh, the Lord delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more. And then he says, enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received one talent came and he said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you've not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. I was afraid. There you go wrong with You can just go wrong with God. The moment you allow fear to take over, you say, God, you're not in control. The devil goes in control. Fear is a devil activator. I was afraid and I hid your talent in the ground. I don't want to make a move. And I put it under the ground, hid it away. Look, here is what you have. It's yours. But his Lord answered him, yes, that's right. That talent belonged to the Lord. That talent belonged to the Lord. And he said, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew I reap where I not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would receive my, uh, my talent back, my own with interest. And so take the talent from him and give it to him to who has 10 talents. For everyone who has, more will be given. And from him, uh, and he will have abundance. And from him who does not have even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I've said all of that to say this to you. When God begins to bless you, he blesses you in the first place with a talent. Now here we see in this case it refers to silver or money, and I'm looking here straight at the Strong's dictionary, especially a silverling or a drachma or a shekel, uh, money or a piece of silver, and so by implication cash. In other words, I gave you this. So it is it is a metaphor of uh, a, or an analogy of many things. We know you can have the weight of a talent. We know you have the value of a talent. But we know also in our lives, people become very talented when they have got one particular talent. God gives them two talents, three talents. And they, listen to me now, just sit on those. They do but nothing with them. Now, in the first place God gives them, In the second place, it belongs to God. In the third place, it's valuable. In the fourth place, it is something that can multiply. In the fifth place, God says, what have you done with what I've given you? So, Elisha went and gave a double portion back to God. He performed twice as many miracles. He is a man of miracles, gracious, so he's a type of Christ, and he performs miracles all the way. He, he caused someone to be raised from the dead. And when Christ comes, he will cause the dead in Christ to arise as well. So we see that he is a type of Christ. But you know what? Are we sitting on our talents? Some people, I tell you what, God forbid that I still have talents that I have in my life that I'm not using. I want to use them all. I want to multiply them all. I want to seek to walk with God. Make this your personal aspiration too. I do this heart-to-heart thing every day to encourage the people to have a walk with God, just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Daily walking close to thee. (laughs) Let it be, Lord, let it be. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all harm. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. I cannot sit on my talents. Your talents, let me give you another revelation about talents. Your talents are directly connected to the anointing that is on your life that's available. When you get into a walk with God, Enoch walked with God and Enoch was not because God just took him. So if you get into a close walk with God, what do you think happens He activates those talents that he gave you. When you dive in there, he begins to multiply. Then you see Isaac suddenly gets back a hundredfold. You know what? Even when people tithe into the church, multiplication takes place. God blesses. That's also that in this case, uh, this analogy of this uh, parable of Jesus is connected to the Lord's money. People give a tithe. What does God do? God blesses. What does he do? He multiplies. What do we do with talents and abilities that we have? You know, in the world, we call it aptitude testing. We see people with huge ability, but we see them with underperformance. I've seen many of those. They have completely been digging and and, uh, hiding away what God could multiply in their lives. Whereas they could prosper They could be in health. You know what prosper, of course, means. That means to advance, to rush forward, to forcefully, if necessary, take into possession out of the hands of the devil and say, I'm in charge now, no longer you devil. There is just an amazing thing. Well, it's been a short session because we had some uh, preludes to the session. And I want to go on with this whole thing because now I want to get to More situations concerning the Lord Jesus Christ and the Elijah Elisha factor that plays off in the background and play it off against the Lord Jesus Himself and the church. So I'll meet with you tonight. Do make it a date. Never skip a Sunday evening service. You know what I tell you? When comes 6 p.m. on a Sunday, I say to the family, bye. I'm going to watch church and I'm away and I'm gone. And I watch it again. Even if I'm look my, i look at my look at myself, I am very careful to say, you know, you know, you know, what can I do better? What can I constructively improve? And I want you to constructively improve your life by realizing that you might have very talent, very, very strong talents, and you have Creative ability because you're in the image and likeness of God and God is the creator. You have creative abilities and you have a talent. If you're sitting on it, you won't go forward. We're living in rough times. Where's your talents? Activate your talents. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that this day a miracle takes place in the lives of people. Talents are now activated. Also, Holy Spirit, that you'll help the people, remind the people and show them how many talents they have. Knowing this also, we have to give an account to you. And Lord, help us and bless us as we take the talents you gave us with a purpose, multiply them as we use them in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefoolsonline.com.